All right, Paul and I are here. It is February 11th, 2022. The NBA trade deadline has come and gone. The EBT BBY trade deadline to come. The madness ensuing. Um, we haven't done this since December, and a lot has changed, and a lot has stayed the same. Ira, how you doing? Uh, I'm feeling good. You know, I was. Uh, I feel like it was a like a low key fun NBA trade trade deadline. Uh, low key. Yeah. I, I low was, key. For, I don't know. For me, the, the Simmons the Simmons crap took so long to to conclude, and like everyone saw it coming. Like by the time it did arrive, it's just. These guys were circling each other two years ago when the trade originally like took place, you know, at Harden. So it just seems like it, what was meant to be finally passed with that Simmons-Harden trade. But uh, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad it's done. Um, it, it leads up to what's usually the most fun week of the year for us. Uh, but we'll get to whether we think that's going to be the most fun week of the year for us this year. Um, you, you have in the rundown here, league landscape, then NBA trades and fantasy implications, and then... Well, you had that kind of twice. Uh, yeah, I thought we'd go more top level to open things up. You know, state of the league. All right, let, let's state of the league then. Let's, let's, uh, well, but you, you have it all lumped in here. You have your Garrett going all in and Duran selling, and then down below you have what their trades are. What, 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 what order? Let's talk about the NBA stuff first. Let's have our fun there, and then we'll dive into the league. How about that? Let's, we're setting the table by the league talk. I'm, I'm flexible. I, I, I come into the pot ready to talk about anything. I know you sometimes need... A little more help in order ah, to be a, a valuable contributor to the podcast. Obviously, this is true. Uh, look, we're both pretty peppy right now. The food order's in. We got the Luca Brasi sandwiches on the way. It's been a while for both of us since we've had that. Pretty exciting. Uh, we have the, the new podcast microphone all set up, both of us in person. Let, let's get started here. Uh, I, I do like how you set up your rundown for the NBA trades. Um, to your comment that it was a sneaky good day, you have all the – kind of like the fun under-the-radar ones first before – the, the, the showstopper. And I think that's the right way to approach this, especially as this is a fantasy basketball, uh, theoretically, podcast. <laughs> um, so the first one you have here is Demonis Sabonis to the Kings. He was traded for uh, Tyrese, not Tyler Halliburton. Second time I've corrected you on the rundown this season. Okay, sorry, uh, sorry. And Buddy Heald. Um, got that one spelled correctly, so I'm proud of you, <laughs> proud of you there. Um, to the Pacers. Um, the Kings, we should also mention, added uh, Dante DiVincenzo yeah. from the Bucks, which I think is not a nothing a move. Addition, I guess. Uh, yeah. As part of a move that yeah. Serge Ibaka went. Marvin Bagley. Yeah, Bagley to Detroit and Ibaka from the Clippers to Milwaukee. Milwaukee what, now. What, did, what did Detroit give up? Anything? They gave up like Trey Lyles. And oh, Trey Lyles also to the Kings? Uh, I forget where Trey Lyles. I like. I actually like Trey Lyles. Fun, fun streaming option. Fun streamer. Uh, you know, I've, I've liked him. All. I actually kind of like him better than Marvin Bagley. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've he's one of those guys. When he came out of Gonzaga, I'm like, oh, this this dude's gonna make it. He's gonna be perfect. He was in on the Spurs. The as well. mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on, he was on the Spurs to start his career, kind of, or or like at least mid career. He got there. Um, I think he was drafted by the Pistons, actually. Sure. So it all comes full circle. Half our view, our listeners are saying, "Who the hell is Trey Lyles right now?" Yeah. <laughs> so I'm probably confusing with someone else anyway, but you know it is what it is. Uh, okay, so Kings take a lot of shit on the internet for this trade. Do you do you concur that they got kind of the worst end of this? I I think a lot of this comes down to I mean, was Darren Fox really like uh, that discontented or? 
was he like really struggling to play with a with Halliburton as a point guard next to him? Because I think I mean I think Halliburton was probably the better prospect at this point. So uh, and assuming he wanted to be in Sacramento, which is hard to find amongst the human population, you know, probably worth locking that guy up for the long term if uh, if he'd agree to do it. And so kind of I mean it's a surprising move, but I like Sabonis once again. Well, does he want to stay in Sacramento? That's like. That's kind of like everything else is null and void until you know that answer. Yeah, and look, I mean, he's like not American. He may just be very happy living in California. His dad, right when he came to the NBA, was in Portland, so he's kind of used to the West Coast theoretically. Um, I I think this is a fine trade, and I think the internet was a little harsh on the Kings just because they're the Kings. Let's let's talk about the facts here for a second. My guess is that they could have traded De'Aaron Fox for Sabonis. They would have done it. I think if they could have traded De'Aaron Fox for another star, like. Real valid all-star level player, they would have done it. My guess is they surveyed the market. Based on his contract and stuff, they couldn't do it. They could get that kind of value for Halliburton. And they probably figure, look, you know, Fox has been hamstringed by kind of splitting these responsibilities. If we go all in on him as our lead point guard um, and let him flourish, maybe he will rise to that level that people have expected from him. Um, Look, we may look back and say... In a few years, it's a horrible choice. But maybe this is their version in kind of reverse of, of the Monte Ellis being traded away from Golden State to let Steph shine. Um, yeah, you know, know, a lot of people killed that trade at the time to get Monte off that team. Um, and it, look, I, I do think probably De'Aaron Fox is the more selfish of the two, so it's not a perfect analogy. But, uh, you know, he was on, on pace to become a really good point guard, and he's still very, very young. But he's only 22 years old. Uh, 97, so I think he's now 25. All right, he's still, still pretty still young, young for an NBA point still guard. Young. He's um, still a young player who's had three seasons of 20-plus points a game. Yeah, yep, so. I, you know, I think with him, Sabonis is kind of an offensive fulcrum that the Kings have honestly been searching for for like five to ten years at this point. They've been looking for that kind of like post-Chris you know, post oh. Webber, post-Big. Um, yeah, I mean, was Rashawn Holmes that bad, though? I, one does have to wonder. Well, does he impact winning is the real question. I mean, I feel like he brings more winning than maybe Sabotis does. I mean, don't I just I don't know. Like this team had offense. It had Harrison Barnes already. It had a Buddy Hield who got shipped out. Um, I don't, to me, this team needed more defense than offense. But yeah, and look, you know, Sabonis has uh, uncomfortably played with another center who doesn't do much. Uh, well, I'd say that's not fair. Miles Turner stretches the floor. Who, but who wanted to be in those same spots as him? There was definitely some overlap. Yeah. You know? uh, Holmes has been flexible, right? He, in his career, has like, shared the floor with Nerlens and with Joel Embiid at times. So, like, maybe you figure out a way to make it work defensively and offensively that they identify, you know, occupy different spots on the floor. Maybe. I mean, it's not bad to have Holmes as a backup. Yeah. Uh, Is this still a Luke Walton coach team? I, I'm actually losing track all the time with the Kings. Uh, I don't think so. I think they. Who is the, who's the Kings coach now? I think they probably just upgraded. This is better. Iron, it's Alvin Gentry. Yeah. Well, he he does also like kind of a more spacing situation. He he was with the Warriors for a bit, also like Walton, wasn't he? Gentry at, at some point in time uh, before his Phoenix Suns stint. Uh, I want to say. Hard, yeah, hard to say. Uh, I I want to say he believes in that though. So maybe he thinks if Sabonis is a fulcrum, he'll put they can find a way to put Holmes in a dunker spot for you know ten minutes a game with him on the floor. Uh, and maybe maybe improving After their the Suns that he was with the, the Warriors. So, some, sometimes improving the bench unit is like the fastest way to shoring up a playoff spot, right? Like um, the Knicks last year had a really good bench unit and and kind of took advantage of teams and, and you could 
gain some stuff there, and maybe their starting unit can now match that. I think DiVincenzo's pretty good, and I know he's coming off his injury, but, um, like... And, and here's the other piece of this. You can't leave out the Davion Mitchell factor here, that the Kings have this other guard who's a defensive yeah. stopper who probably fit better with either Halliburton or Fox. Um, and now he gets more time to play as well. Uh, I think in his first game after the trade, he had, what, like 14-7-7 seven and seven or something like that? Uh, can't say I was that plugged into the, the box. I, did, I do think he had a nice game after the trade. Look, I, it's, I don't know. It, it really comes down to what you think of Sabonis in terms of, if, is he really a building block that you can build a nice team around? Because to me, like, the Pacers were, were a pretty, like, competent NBA team for what, probably three or four years, at least two or three years with Sabonis. Like, I feel like the last a, decade they've been a pretty competent team. Right. Well, I'm talking about like Sabonis era. I mean, you know, they kind of maxed out as like a like a fringe first round, second round kind of team. Um, I don't know if Sabonis can really take it further than that. Um, I mean, how much work can this guy improve his game at this point? Um, so, good player, but like, I mean, I guess if you're if, if you're if your mantra is, I just want to make the playoffs as a 10 seed, yeah, I mean, that, that'll get it done probably. So, I mean, I guess for Sacramento, that's what they needed. We should, we, we discussed so many of these guys. In terms of the fantasy implications, so many of them are on Justin's team. We might as well just zoom in to kind of assess what the impact. Because, I mean, Justin had picked up uh, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald earlier in the season, I think from Levy. Um, got him at a pretty, pretty cheap discount um, when he gave up... Uh, he gave up his eighth and ninth rounder to get Fox and Heald. And, you know, this is kind of the risk when you make these trades so early in the season. You don't know what's going to happen to these guys. Um, so, I mean, Heald, who's like, I mean, a starter in fantasy, probably get, takes a little bit of a hit now. Uh, maybe he stays healthy enough and other guys sit out in Indiana. But, I don't know. He's like fourth or fifth in the pecking order. He has no seniority now. I, I wouldn't necessarily think that's true. Um, I think Buddy Heald's been been considered one of the better trade assets in the league for a while. Um, lots of teams targeted him. His, his salary is not that bad for what he provides. Um, I'd be curious. He's like 6'6", right? Maybe 6'4". Six, four. Six, four. He's only 6'4"? Yeah. I, I'm just wondering if, if they wind up going with like a super small lineup around Miles Turner, where like he's, he's kind of like the nominal four, or like, and you just switch everything one through four with Brogdon, uh, Chris Duarte... Uh, Halliburton and Buddy Heald. That's a lot of shooting. A lot of guys that could like take you off the dribble if they want to as secondary as secondary ball handlers uh, and just space out around Miles Turner, uh, who another guy who could just pop out and do a five out and any of these guys could attack the rim. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if like we see if we see that and these guys all wind up staying valuable on that team. Lance Stevenson, who Justin has and has written nicely for the last few weeks, uh, maybe not so valuable going forward. No. Well, I don't think anybody was expecting too much out of Lance Stevenson. But, uh, I mean, look, I, there's, there's some, money, some minutes for Buddy Hila, but I'm not really convinced he's, I don't know, a long-term piece for them. But, I don't know, maybe Rick Carlisle might like him. He likes his three-point shooters. Let's, so let's, let's see the starting lineup the floor. tonight. I'm looking so. at him now. I mean, there's so many injuries. This roster is kind of fucked up. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a fantasy, like... Uh, Sneaky hot spot for the down for oh. the stretch run. I like this team next year. Next year, <laughs> uh, they have Rubio, who's like a nice like as we learned this year is a nice backup point guard on a team that wants to use him properly. And I feel like Carlisle 
and, and Rubio are like a nice, simpatico relationship, you would think. Um, TJ Warren, if he ever comes back and is like even 75% of what he became, would be a nice player to, to add here. Um, yeah, they're starting Heald, Halliburton, Duarte, and Brogdon. Brogdon's like, healthy will be there. I'd imagine he'd slot in for O'Shea Brissett. Well, Brian's a point guard here. I don't know. I mean, no. Uh, well, who, so 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 here's the question, right? Who is the nominal point guard? Who's bringing like who's bringing up the ball in in quarter one and quarter four? I like Brogdon personally, but o- over I, Halliburton, I do. But I understand that I haven't watched. To be honest, I haven't watched enough Kings basketball to tell you if uh, Halliburton really needs to be like the point guard or not. I, I think know. both of them are flexible enough that like as long as you like probably as long as you like run plays. Through them, like, it's going to work. And all these guys have high basketball IQ. They all defend. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting team. I really do. I mean, it's the same way the Pistons or the Pacers were earlier. I mean, and they weren't that good. So I think time will tell. They need to get healthy. I mean, I think with guys like Rubio and Brogdon, I mean, Turner, it's, even his health isn't always the best. He might be out for, like, another month still. Yeah. Uh, really praying for Isaiah Jackson to, to bust out for me here post-deadline. Um, but all right, enough Pacers talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, Justin saw Sabonis go. He saw Heald come in. Now Fox is the number one guy. Uh, a lot of impact on his roster. Um, so I think all these guys are still getting their touches. I don't think it's going to be a big problem. All right. And let's hit, let's hit while we're here. Justin also has Spencer Dinwiddie, who we saw. <laughs> the strangest trade of the entire day, probably, right? Yeah, I don't think anybody, I mean, nobody thought that was... For nothing that Stapps was going to leave Dallas. For, for those of you asleep, it was Chris Stapps Porzingis for David, Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, it's basically a salary match. Um, like None of them are really expiring contracts. Uh, and then, just FYI, the Mavs, uh, shortly after that, re-signed Dorian Finney-Smith to a four-year, 50-something million dollar deal. 55, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, so uh, his mom now has enough money to retire from I, uh, I, I did see that from, from working at the church or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. beautiful uh, thing. Gotta love it. Bert, I don't know who's like had a bigger drop-off in the last two years, Bertans or Porzingis. Um, <laughs> I think Bertans. And didn't what he made, like, the three of them may be in the bottom five of, like, biggest drop-offs over the last two years. Uh, I don't know if Dinwiddie ever was, was at that level. Dinwiddie, be- before he went, like, before his injury was incredible. You don't remember? He had a good year for the Nets. It was incredible. He was good. He was like... Nets fans who like watching actual basketball were mad when they signed Kyrie because they knew what it would mean for Dinwiddie. He kind of had like a season for for us Rutgers fans out there. I'd say it was kind of like a Geo Baker type of impact where it was like Dinwiddie didn't need to do everything, but like he could do anything whenever the team needed it for the Nets. uh, That one go around. Um, But for the Wizards, it's it's been another story, unfortunately. I mean... The guy's shooting 37% for the year from the field, 31% from deep. So, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine. Justin probably should just drop him at this point, which I'm sure. I think he texted saying he will be doing in short order. Surprised it took him this long. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Jalen Brunson and Luca, who, you know, dropped 51 with a casual low. I didn't see Kristaps trade coming uh, <laughs> flare the other night. Um, I think Dallas is not going to need much from Spencer Dinwiddie going forward. What is their lineup now? Like, is Maxi Kleber just the locked-in starting center now? Like, like what? I mean, yeah, we go back to the Kleber and, uh, what's his name? That fucking other, that other center there? No, he's the not, no. <laughs> uh, Dwight Powell? Yeah, Dwight Powell, yeah. He's always hurt! Uh, in Roto World right now, Maxi's the power forward and Dwight Powell's the center. So, there you have it. Jesus Christ. 
And then, yeah, we'll see how the roster... I mean, really, Dorian... And now they have no money to sign Brunson, I would imagine. Uh, they must have enough room, right? I mean, they got, they got Dorian Finney-Smith pretty cheap, so... The, fu- the, the funniest thing I saw on the internet was that Dinwiddie apparently, like, him and Cuban were seen together like a week ago at some NFT conference. Oh, uh, yeah. So and, like, oh, God, like, did he get traded just because they're, like, they're buddies? <laughs> like, and Dinwiddie probably can't stand playing with Bradley Beal anymore, like, partially and maybe begged out, but... Uh, it makes sense that Dinwiddie seems to get NFT. Uh, I, I feel like this trade has zero fantasy implications. None of these guys are going to get better. I mean, I think, well, one big implication, I think, is... Chris Stapp's in shutdown territory now that he's with the Wizards. They're, they're not talking that way. I think they want to see what they have there. and Feels um, out. What, what, they're really going to play Chris Stapp's every night? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, To what end? And the Wizards were always a fascinating center situation, right? Because, I mean, and it's not on your rundown here, but they traded Montrez Harrell to Charlotte, which I actually think is very interesting. Um, but they had the, the wild jam of Harrell, Harrell, Gafford, and Bryant when he came back. And Bryant was nasty before his injury. Uh, but has really been slow getting back, and will probably take another year to to kind of get back to things. Yeah. Um, Harrell has gone from being a one center log jam to a new center log jam in Charlotte, and I mean, yes, like Lamelo is going to find Harrell for plenty of easy buckets, but like Harrell was already doing that with the Wizards this year, and was barely a fantasy like everyday player. Now he's with Mason Plumlee and PJ Washington. I, I would imagine he's playing over Plumlee. I mean, if you want defense, you go plumbly. If you want and PJ Washington's like six eight, like he's not. They don't want him playing center. That's probably why they made this trade. I mean, I mean, look, I'm sure these guys will back each other up, and I think Hayward's going to be out now for at least a month, so that opens up some minutes. But he's been mostly playing center, I think, and only getting like split minutes with plumbly. Charlotte is my. What are the standings right now? I got to look at the standings. They have like a six game losing streak. It's a. Uh, are they hanging in? Yeah, they're still in the... They're, fi- they're at 500. Yeah, they're they're, still in they're ninth, ninth place, uh, which is good for the playoff, play-in game. I, it's fun wh- for fantasy purposes. Washington, Washington will be tanking to the bottom, and the Knicks are going to try like all hell to get into that play-in. Yeah. But So now you just flipped on Chris Stapps, then. So you got no Stapps playing in that case? No, he's, even if he plays, I don't think he's impacting their winning much. He's a terrible <laughs> player. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't want to see what they have in him. Um, so, like, uh, I would say... Barring it like a miracle, because like Indiana is probably too far out at this point. They're eight games out of that play in. They're not trying. Uh, and they're not trying. I think if all these guys get healthy, they it's, may look good. But the Knicks probably trying to chase the Nets down. For the it'll be the Knicks. It, the Knicks are the only team that's going to threaten any of these, these teams right now. Uh, I imagine Atlanta's going to get stronger as the season goes. Um, Charlotte is. Yeah, Charlotte's the most in jeopardy. Um, but I, I think it's probably going to stay with this current picture. The Nets might be in Charlotte, Charlotte is going to be the team to watch. Uh, not only in the play-in, but when they when they win their play-in matchups against Boston or the Nets or whoever it is, uh, they are going to be the fun team to watch in the playoffs like the Hawks were last season. That's my prediction. So, I mean, you're predicting that they're going to win uh, at least one round, uh, maybe two? Maybe? I, I think they're one of these young, nasty teams. Like, like I wish they were a little bit more defensively concerned. Um, like, yeah, I mean, that's the you know, then they'd be more Memphis East than, than I want it. That, like, you know, I want them to be there, but they're not quite because their defense isn't good enough, but... Uh, you know, good offense in the NBA beats good defense a lot of the times, and maybe they'll maybe they'll just Sadly. get feisty uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I, I will say it's it, it's a fun Easter conference, and like if the Celtics and like the Nets presumably kind of like keep well, the Celtics keep surging. They're playing a little better versus a crappy schedule. The Nets when they get Ben Simmons playing, hopefully the therapists can help. And you know, hard hard. All my prayers and thoughts with him at this time. I think all this, 
like hubble about like oh like yeah like when Ben Simmons no Ben Simmons is gonna be playing by next week that's yeah. a, a guarantee. I mean, I, I don't, they're I mean, not gonna work him back. He's gonna be playing forty minutes two weeks <laughs> from now. Like I, assume, I mean, they need to get some wins. I mean, they're they don't want to be in this playing game. No, they don't want to deal with that shit. But I'm just saying, in terms of fantasy basketball, with all these teams in the East, up uh, food, yeah, food's here. That was fast. Came around. Solid. Uh, yeah, what are those is in the works? All right. Do we have Sanders? Oh, we have Sanders. That's the good stuff. All right. Don't worry, we didn't get anything too crunchy, so the audio quality should still stay good. I heard him pick up the point that he should have got the food because I could just keep the mic rolling here. He's kind of like mumbling to himself, you know. Should we, should, are we pausing this to eat or are we going to, you know, eat on air or are we going to, you know, wait to eat? What, what do you want I can, to do? I can wait a little while. I can wait a little while. Me too. All right, All right let's, let's, let's keep going. Let's focus on the podcast at hand. All right, but I will say, just from my fantasy implications, I like the fact that all these teams are going to be playing hard. There shouldn't be too much benching or, like, rest days going on, which is how it should be, you know? You want to see guys play, uh, which reminds me, I have a rant. I have a little bit of a rant, just fantasy baseball starting back up. And this one kid in the league. Uh, no one cares, first off. Oh, this kid's bitching about, oh, we need to start penalizing managers that aren't setting their lineups because, you know, it's, it's impacting the playoff race. And it's like, a couple guys don't set their lineups, and, like, I don't know, just... Ira. I'm sh- Ira. Ira. Well, what do we do here? Well, in this league, we pass actual legislation to implement these things. Oh, this you're guy, saying this guy is just like, this guy is just like complaining and basically like driving the league into like implementing policies like of penalizing people. There's not even like a proper vote on the matter. Just everyone's just kind of like oh, he's, wait, wait, about you're it. saying he's unilaterally deciding that there's going to be punishment. I mean, basically, you know, I don't decision that Justin's enforcing. So there's not even really a vote on like how it's going to operate. Mm. And Justin, Justin operates more like a Garrett in this league. You know, he's not quite so irrational in the. You know, out for himself. He so. respects the sport of baseball. That's what it is. Yeah, I would say so. That's pro- that probably is what it comes back to. He actually has like a love and some knowledge of the game. With basketball, he's on records like I don't know anything. I'm just here to win. And you know, yeah. What's the matter? Uh, Leanna's calling me. I'll pick it up. Take the call in the air. Yes. What? You call. Okay, well, we're mid podcast, so you have, you know. Tell your, tell your fans I say hi. Well, you're on, you're on the air right now. Yeah. All right. Do you have something to say? I do have something to say, Paul. Why don't you get it out? How do we, how do we watch a video from our phones on the TV? <laughs> uh, uh, do AirPlay. How do you connect to AirPlay? Get my work laptop out? All right. Good try. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for that. Thanks for that call. Women's equality just stepped back about 25 years. Love you. If you can't learn Bye. technology, you know. Yeah, wait, wait. Ira. Yeah. Where are the emailing from this year? What work laptop? What's your password? Uh, <laughs> for everybody here now. <laughs> well, he's going to text I'll you the text password. You. All right. Hey, I love Liana. It's I love Liana. I love you. Bye. All right, back back to the podcast at hand, Jesus. All right, so I think we covered most of the trade stuff that matters. Um, not, well, the NBA trades, yes. Yeah, NBA let's, tra- let's get more. Let's get let's get into EB, into EB stuff here. Uh, let's just like get, get into what's happened. All right, so a little updates. Garrett, 
Dealt Anthony Davis, Nikola Vucevic, Big trade, Brandon yeah. Ingram, Derek White to Ira for Carl Anthony Towns, Shy Gilgis Alexander, Gary Trent Jr. Uh, you indicated keeper, meaning late round keeper? Correct. And Josh Hart. Pretty, pretty massive roster shakeup. So, I, so what were the, I mean, we have you here. What were the conversations like for this trade? What was, who drove this trade? What was kind of your thoughts behind it? What do you think Garrett's intentions were behind it? Uh, so, you know, I, I guess I, I triggered the conversation. You know, I do my usual thing where I like to, I like to aspire trades out and get people's reactions. And if, you know, if the manager's interested, we have a good back and forth. Um, and yeah, so I made a proposal. Uh, you know, trying to do, I think more so like a, giving a quad, quantity for a quality type maneuver. And he came back wanting to do more of like a bigger, you know, moving pieces on the board. Garrett likes to do a, a theatrical trade. Let's get that out of the way here. <laughs> Garrett likes to be like, like, like with, the, with the Tatum trade, Tatum Kawhi trade, like he wanted it to be a theater, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to just trade for trade's sake. I, I agree with you. Uh, yes, Garrett, I mean, Garrett's, he, he's more of a big swing kind of guy, you know? He's not going to play every year. And go all out, you know. But when he's in it for the year, he likes to make a big trade. I guess he's kind of like a, a Corey or a Justin or a Levy in that regard. Oh, know? wow. These managers like to he's make He's not going to like that comparison. <laughs> well, I, mean, I would say these are managers that are, you know, some years on, some years off. That's the group that Garrett's fallen into over the years. But, mm. uh, you know, I think he's over Anthony Davis to a degree. I think he, wanted, he liked to call Anthony Towns a little younger, a little healthier. Uh, the Gary Trent Jr. Uh, keeper factor. Uh, and you know he's living up to the hype right now, but I'm still a little skeptical myself. If uh... was this just a case of, of both managers being sick of the guys that were on their team and getting like semi equal value out of the other out of the uh, other roster? You know, I think I do want to break up my my Timberwolves. I was tired of having uh, Towns and Edwards. I don't like that dual keeper. Uh, and Edwards is the right. fucking dude, so you got to keep him. I do also. Yeah, I also don't like having like I like Towns is kind of the Robins to Edwards Batman already. I feel like. And, you know, it's... Edwards is the best interview in the NBA right now. That guy is just honest. He's funny. He's, like, weird a little bit. He, it's incredible. He has, yeah, he has a personality all his own, I will say. Uh, I'm curious to see what he can do, like, in the long run. A uh, little concerned about, like, health matters, maybe, but that's anybody now. Um, and I, like, I also like Nikola Lucevic quite a bit. Um... I feel like he's like just like an under- reliable fantasy player for years. Yeah, I don't, he had a bad start to the season, but like, I mean, even with the Bulls, it's like you know he just manages his game in new ways, and he's still like the key center on that team. Nobody's gonna supplant him or like take over his starters' minutes. Um, yeah, so and he finds his touches. At the end of the day, he always finds his his twenty points or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm happy to have him, and I think I think you're burned out on Cat. A little bit, like he he burned you too many times, probably with injuries and just yeah, like we won championships together. So you know, I could never hate the guy, but like, just uh, he's not the same guy he once was. Like I said, being the second noodle to me is just like like you're a top ten fantasy guy right now, but I can't assume you're going to be that forever if you can't even lead a franchise. Um, and Shea just ultimate wild card with the Thunder. Um, who knows when the Thunder are going to be? You know. A consistent eighty-two game team, and look in fantasy, we cut our season short, but yeah, it's not thunder short, you know. Well, you in in hindsight, you now have Derek White, who's on the Celtics, and we'll see what his role is going to be there. Though I think he's going to get minutes. Um, Definitely get minutes. His but... role may be different and reduced for fantasy purposes. Uh, Brandon Ingram, who 
Uh, may suffer a little bit with CJ McCollum getting there, but uh, maybe he'll become more efficient. What's if Zion? If Zion comes back, we could have some some issues with three guys like that. Because but... Ingram's not good in the first place. Let's be let's be realistic here. He's not a good basketball player. Is what I mean. He can put up numbers. He's not a good basketball player. He can't prove he. He's he's, he's proven that he he does not impact winning a smidge. He's still young. I would, I would he's say. not that young anymore. Uh, well, how old is this guy? Let me let me pull this up. I don't think he's an old man. I mean, no, he's probably twenty five. Also, seven. So, yeah, 25. 25 is young. I don't know. You can't write him off. He's just been in the league when you're in the league for like seven years, though. And like. He spent three years with the rebuilding Lakers. I know, but here's the thing most guys who are going to get to that level do so within three to four years. I hear you, but I. I mean, I, I, name I'm, one guy that's like made that jump year I, eight. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm keeping ready to Ingram. No, no, I, I understand. Yeah. I, He's a nice sub, supplementary fantasy, player. I feel good about him. Yep. Uh, good, good move. Um, what was, what do you think Garrett's headspace was? Just sick of Anthony Davis? Yeah, I think he likes Cat younger, younger, like a few years younger. I guess the Anthony Davis, like, injuries maybe are, are wearing on Garrett. Can, can we talk about your roster actually for a second? I am curious. I was looking down at the other day. Um, you don't have, like, point guards. Uh, not so many. You only have one point guard eligible player in your team, correct? Uh, two right now. Two? Yeah. Who are the two? Derek White and Kevin Porter Jr.? Kevin Porter Jr. is not even a point. Not even a point guard. Wild ride. (laughs) You you've had more Kevin Porter Jr. anxiety probably than any single player in the last five years on your team, right? Like you'll you'll just text in the middle of the night. We're not talking about like anything. You're like Kevin Porter Jr. Weird game tonight, huh? Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. thrown out of the game for cursing at his fucking (laughs) coach. I mean, strange guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not... Strange guy on a strange team. I'm not putting the house down on uh, Kevin Porter Jr., but... Uh, well, but the, the problem is, come playoff time, like, you got to fill that point guard spot every night. Um, so, it, it'll be an interesting ride for you. I wonder if you'll want to be acquiring another point guard, like a CJ McCollum type, at the deadline. But that's to be seen. Um, oh, he didn't even get my joke. He's, like, texting with Leanna. Man. <laughs> okay. Um, my bad, my bad. Garrett's next trade goes all in, according to IRF. Uh... A three and a seven for a nine, 11th and 14th rounder swap. I don't even know what that means, how you wrote it, but uh, he acquired LeBron, Valanchunas, Staps, and Levine. Yeah, so I mean, let's, let's just clarify. Garrett, Garrett went all in on this trade. The big time all in deal. Gave up all of his assets for next season. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think for Duran, this is a, a, a pretty nice haul. I mean, I think the reality is in in this in our fantasy league injuries can quickly plummet a player's value. So if a guy is performing, you trade him when he's performing, and you try not to bicker so much over over you know exactly what you're getting back. Um, like somebody like Chris Stapps right now, who just went to the Wizards, and I'm concerned if he's going to keep playing. Like you got a nice pick for him, you should be happy. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is I mean Garrett's definitely the top team now. I mean after this deal. Um, well, he does. Rashawn Holmes gave good value all season, right? Averaging 11, 7, uh, some blocks. Uh, well, played 12 minutes last night, Ira. 12 minutes. Not great. 12 minutes for who again? Rashawn Holmes. Uh, what? Well, I, I mean, everything I've been hearing is Rashawn's kind of fucked. Why did they trade him? That's what I don't really get. But, I mean, maybe they just ran out of time. See, here's... The Nets and then Sixers were smart. They're like, we this trade's gonna get done. This Harden Simmons trade is gonna get done. Uh, however, why don't we just stretch this to the last minute here so that everyone else, everyone's waiting for this trade to happen to make their moves. 
let's give them as little time as possible to make their moves. So they like had their trade happened on Tuesday instead of on Thursday. Holmes is gone. Holmes would have been gone by then. No, that's true. Probably to Charlotte instead of Montrezl Harrell, to be honest. That would be a nice pickup, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice one. Yeah, that would have been a nice... Because Montrezl Harrell's like Rashawn Holmes without the defense, right? Wouldn't you say? Uh, Jesus, I'm getting distracted. My apologies. What's going on over there? They can't figure out how to fucking do airplanes. No, no, then it's on them. Like, tell them you're smart, intelligent women (laughs) who want to get paid equal to men. Figure out how to to use your television. All right, here we go. I, no, nah, I figured it out now. Uh, because I have... You gave him the wrong password? No, I gave him the wrong fucking password. They just don't know how to do fucking airplay. Uh, alright. Let us get this going. Alright. Well, text. I'm gonna keep this podcast moving because Ira obviously can't, you know, he... This is what happens when you accuse your podcast partner of not being able to carry the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you, you... Shut down. Ira gives up his 7, 8, 10, 11, 14, and 15... Sorry. 7, 8, 10, 4, 11, 14, and 15... To get Siakam and Covington, less of a haul than Garrett had in his move. Uh, props to Dan for not just taking two picks and taking a third pick. Bravo. Yeah, Dan um, Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm proud of him I'm for okay. doing that. Covington's already got a move, and now it's kind of been uh, shaky ground now with the Clippers. So yeah, I mean, once again, this is the danger of making these trades before the trade deadline. Things can get fucked up and turn on you. But, I mean, it's helped me get to the top of the standings, so I can't really, you know... Yeah, I'll probably stay there and be fine, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Justin uh, moved his 8 and 9 to leave here for 14 and 15, required Darren Fox and Buddy Hilde, as we talked about earlier. Let's not spend more time on that. Justin sent his 3rd and 6 for a 7 and 15 to Duran for Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi. Let's talk about Duran. Uh, yes, du- please do. Uh, because Duran didn't do any work here. Duran, like, texts everybody, like, hey, right. do you have any deals for me? And it's like... Right. What are yes. you referring to? And he's like, anything. Yeah. And then he just does these trades. Especially, listen, everybody, I say this every season. If you're only talking to Justin, literally shop the exact trade you're talking to Justin about with everybody else. It's not hard. Maybe also give you Justin a pretty Justin's impatient, price. but he's like, Justin lies. And te- like, I'm telling you. As someone who negotiated with Justin this year, he made up a trade that, oh, I'm talking to other people about this. Really? Nothing happened a week later. Wow. You call him on his bluff. It's not real. Guys, shop around. And I've done it before where I've, I've had things that Justin wanted. And I'm like, give me more. And he, gives it, he will give you more if you ask him for more. Like, don't – like, I personally – and we'll, we'll talk about this. I probably screwed myself this season by not making moves early enough because a lot of people's picks are gone because of this new rule. Which is actually kind of interesting. It actually somewhat punishes you for not holding on long enough. There's still... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. So we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, and we'll talk about that as ramifications for the Conley Accords going forward. But um, Duran said, hey, this is a valid trade. I'll make it. These are two really good players. I mean, uh, third and six or seven and 15. You should have, that should be a third and six for like a 14 and 15, if anything. Yeah. Well... I mean, Fred Van Vliet's been a, a top 10 That should player. be a keeper. I don't understand what he's doing. Uh, had a very, Durant's had a very uh, challenging season. Are, are, are we thinking that Fred Van Vliet is not a, like a, a keeper? I admit, I'm not a huge Fred Van Vliet fan. Everyone, everyone, everyone's nervous based on his athleticism that, 
the, the floor is going to fall he's off. He's a small guy. Or they'll, I mean, or they'll train him at some point I'm, and, and he'll be... is more my concern. Yeah. But he's I mean, been healthy. I don't know who Duran plans on keeping at this point. DeJounte Murray as a late round keeper. Murray I get. No, no, Murray's going to be... That's not his one-two. I mean, I think it's... He drafted good. him late enough, I think. Nah, it wasn't that late. He was probably like a fifth rounder. Sixth rounder. Yeah, big regret for me not, not keeping him last year. He's going to the fourth round. So, anyway. He's keeping him. Okay. So, he has, oh, sorry. He has Jamal Murray's elite round keeper, which I would... Uh, he has Simmons and Jamal Murray. Yeah, he has, he, has, he has enough. But, I mean, I guess he plans on keeping... One of them. But his other keeper is Jer- Jeremy Grant. I mean, I don't know. Seems like he didn't need to sell... I, I, he had said to me he's all in about the picks, which, I mean, I guess... But he sold the wrong guys. Like, you know, he sold the wrong guys. It's a mistake. I, yeah, he's, I mean, he sold a little too much. I mean, he has to actually be diligent now to try and scoop somebody up who's a better keeper than Grant. You, you don't want to have... Look, you could have one keeper that was injured all season this year. You can't have two. It's a bad... We talk about this every year, you and I. Well, who's, who's the two? You're well, Simmons didn't play all season. Oh, you're saying Simmons or... And, and, and Murray. Murray. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't keep both of them. No way. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you only have two top keepers every year. There's, there's 24 guys in the league. You know, this is fleeting. You can't keep guys that you think they're going to be good in two years. It's, it's, a, it's a wasted season to do that. Um, okay, but, but Justin gets better. And Justin seemed... And also, everyone wants, we, everyone we, wants Justin back. Before we move on, yep. we, we, we have caught Duran also fibbing in the past about deal-making. So, I mean, yeah, Correct. They're, they're both fibbers. Yeah, but, but he should have shopped more. Bad reps. I think he's, he's bummed that he's had like two really good years in a row where things haven't panned out for him properly. The COVID year and last year. And now it's like, ugh, like this, this year in the COVID year, yeah, this is annoying. Yeah, like good players, yeah. So it didn't click, but I mean, he might have sold too soon, to be honest. I don't know if he needed to throw in the towel. Yeah, uh, as we see with Chavir's like slowly sliding roster. Ju- um, Justin has a good enough roster for fantasy. Everyone's healthy enough, which is what's keeping him in. Uh, he'll have a lot of playoff rotation, and he- is Justin that good though? No, his team stinks. Yeah, I'm not really sold that this team is championship material still. He, I mean, he has enough picks that he can make another deal, but, like, I don't know. Like, the thing is, I'm not, like, you know me, I'm not going to give my guys up for, like, less than value picks. Like, I'd rather hold my guys than just give Justin a championship. Nice. Or you a championship, for that matter. I'll so, pay you if I want to pay I you. I understand. It's no problem. All right, uh, last trade to discuss here, right? Uh, Andy gives up 6-7-9 for 11-13-15. It's Tobias Harris, Kellen Olenek, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. Your voice sounds uh, ecstatic, Paul. Well, enthusiasm. Uh, why? This is a weird one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, Tobias is, Harris is... Can I ask a question? Is Andrew afraid to trade with me? Uh, maybe. I, mean, maybe I, think, I think I've, I've had a case of being too good at trades in the last few years. I've won too many trades. <laughs> it's, it's like the Billy Bean syndrome. Have you won that many trades? I think I, well, I definitely have. <laughs> I definitely have. We'll, we'll, we'll do a Over the last like three sometime. years. <laughs> and like, that's a bad trade. Those aren't good fantasy players. That, that was a poor trade. I, that was a little, that was a rough one. That's, that was more something I'd expect from maybe like an Eric, you know, uh, who gets it in like just before the wire. Tobias Harris. Everyone in the world knows that Simmons is going to get traded, and then he's going to be back to third like, potato tops. I don't hate Harris, but, yeah. I mean, he also is, like, loading up now with a... He's got Harris. He has Maxi. Talk about a team that stinks. Andrew's team is bad. He, he is floating on, on moves. I see, like, Andrew has not had a good roster in years now. 
No, that that he had a good roster last season, and and also the uh, the COVID year that got shut down, he had the best roster. When things were well, he was gonna get knocked out of the playoffs that year by me. <laughs> I was gonna beat him seven two and be knocked out. Yes, and draw on a title. Yes, yes. Let us never forget. Okay, well. Yeah, well, I mean, Andrews has. I mean, he's got some nice ones, and like he had Maxi, Desmond Bain. Those were a couple of great picks. Um, and the, Andrew loves the teams that he loves. He has two Charlotte Hornets. He has <laughs> he has Ja and Desmond Bain. Which is Desmond Bain putting up fantasy numbers at all? Uh, he's I mean, I, he's been okay. This, he this he scores. Seems, this team's a big percentage team. It's yeah. got like that sneaky good like uh, percentages that you really don't want to rely on to win you the playoff. Like championship, but like but Bogdanovich in his defense will produce probably with Joe Ingles out the rest of the season. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, he didn't know that at the time. True. And Montrez will probably do well in Charlotte, I think. But uh, mm, I mean, I don't think Ayo I uh, Dasumu is gonna keep it up all season. But I think Zach Levine's supposed to come back event or not Zach Levine, fucking Lonzo Ball. He's supposed to come back eventually, and that'll change things. By the way, whatever happened with the Kawhi Leonard deal that. He just, like, dropped a text one night saying, uh, you know, if anybody's interested in Kawhi Leonard, like, you know, he's, I got, like, some things in the works, okay. you know? What is the one thing – there's one fact we know about Andrew more than anyone in fantasy basketball. It's that the dude gets sick of his players <laughs> that get hurt. More. Dude is out on Jimmy Butler, out on Kawhi, out on, like if, – if you're a top 15 – if he – like, if you're a top 15 player, he expects you to be a top 15 player, which is fair. But well, he will, he will well, short sell. Kawhi Leonard, I mean – when you know he's probably going to miss the season or, like, if you're lucky, he comes well, back. Well, but he, he's you know? mad because he traded – like, he was in that trade with Garrett last year. And like, Garrett didn't win that trade still. I'll, I'll, I'm <laughs> – I mean – I'll never say that Garrett won that trade. <laughs> uh, first off, I won that trade. <laughs> well, I'm the number one winner of that trade. I did nothing to move up. I guess that's why Andrew doesn't want to deal with you. He gave you a free fourth rounder. <laughs> yeah. Just to get that transaction through. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this seems that good. It's, Tyrese Max is going to take a decent. hit. I mean, obviously Andrew's going to manage. So, I mean, we should we should say. I mean, do we think uh, that? Uh, I mean, playoff race right now. Andrew and Shabir probably are our main people for, uh, you know, the sixth seed. The way well, the league's currently well, shaken out. I, I think this is that moment in in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which I you know I just finished recently, so it's fresh in the mind. When you know Minerva McGonagall turns to to all of Hogwarts and says, you know. Slytherin House, this, this is a, this is, cube? I'll take an ice cube. This is the time uh, where, you, where you decide, you know, your legacy, basically. Um, if Trevier doesn't make the playoffs this year, as kind of the favorite after draft night with all these high picks, you know, if he, can, if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's only made 18 moves this season, which is second worst. Levy's made 15, he's made 18. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, if, each other, it's a big ball, if ball he if he doesn't make the playoffs, uh, that's that's like we should almost like take his name off the trophy. Like all those wins. But we we always just accuse him like that he'd just rip off Wiser, and like that was why he'd win. And like it's gonna prove true. Like I, he's just been awful for the last decade. He's been an awful fantasy manager. I, well, manager definitely. Uh, I mean, he's been a he's been a. He's oh, had good teams. He's, he has the best three keepers, and he cannot – like, he's basically like the, the L.A. Lakers with, with Nash, Dwight, Kobe, and Powell. <laughs> like, like he, he's disgracing these guys by not being able to do anything with them. You know, like – It's 
Yeah, there's there's not enough hustle out of Trevier. I mean, that, that's the issue. He's like the his one stars. Team. His stars reflect him. He's the, he's like the one team that's getting hit by the injuries nowadays. Well, like most of the rosters now have uh, regained the health health. Um, well, Harden will start playing now. You know. Um, right. Well, right now he's got Gobert is still out. I think he should be returning, maybe today or like next week. He should be back. Malcolm Brogdon. Is my my, my whole season hold of Hassan Whiteside has finally paid off the last few <laughs> days. All right, it's been great. Kevin Durant's out. Draymond Green's out. I mean, this team's kind of in trouble. I mean, I'm not sure how he's going to make the playoffs if he doesn't make a, a trade at, at a minimum. Yeah, so I made him an offer for, for Harden, and he's like, oh, I can't do it because then I, then, I, then I have no one to drop to let my guys off the IL. And I'm like, <coughs> what are you talking about? Like, your team is not that good. You have Ish Smith on your roster right now. You have Steven Adams on your roster right now, who's like... Yeah, I mean, Adams has been fine. a little better, but yeah. yeah Malik just... Monk? You want to keep Malik Monk? <laughs> just give me Harden, dude. It's too late now because Beal's hurt. Beal's out. Like, this actually would have fucked him. Uh, but I still have three guys that could probably be more helpful to him than, than Harden on this roster. Yeah, the James Harden experience. That would have been uh, quite the play on your part. I don't know. I don't want the stomach to have James Harden on my fantasy team. I, he's been one of the best fantasy players for years. Like uh, True. You know. I, yeah. Maybe. Uh, I've, like, really got And he's going to his final him. destination. But, all right. Those, those are the teams that made trades. Uh, I really want to do a, a, a my team redux. Can we do it? Can we can we talk about what's gone wrong throughout my season? Yeah, we can. I mean, we can. Let's 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 do a, let's do a post mortem as I've let, let's set the table. I you know I'm currently in eighth place, uh, right around five hundred, um, but I'm uh, five and a half games back of of a playoff spot. Um, I've really struggled against the worst teams in the league this season. Right now I'm up, I'm up seven two on Levy, so maybe things will change a little bit this week. But uh, you know nothing's clicked. Beal is now out, even though he's been shit all season anyway. CJ McCollum was doing great until he collapsed his lung. Um, <laughs> let's look at my draft because so I think it's 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 hard not to look at the draft. The 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 one that sticks out obviously is number sixth round. I picked Jalen Green over like uh, anyone who's capable of playing basketball at a high level. I had Kyle Anderson at, in round seven, who uh, really has not been what he, what he was last season. Fifth round, Jalen Green. Excuse me. No, mm-hmm. sixth round. I'm looking at that right here. No, you got... No, Fifth you got round it. was Kyle Lowry. Uh, no, Kyle Lowry was the fourth round. Look at, the, look at it by round instead of looking at your roster. It'll be a I'm looking at the draft board by round. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green, 58th pick. That's the fifth round? Why is it showing us six? It's my... Oh, that... Oh! <laughs> Well, can I show you what I'm looking at? Yeah, yeah, show it to me. Flip that computer and... Right, well, if I move it... Uh, they, have, well, they do it... If you just hit draft, it shows the order of your picks, not the, the rounds. It's stupid. My bad. So, uh, sixth round, right. I pick... Uh, sixth round, you had nobody. You didn't have a pick this year. So just to be fifth clear, round, Jalen... Yeah, basically Green. a standard draft board Paul's yeah. working with. But, yeah. Over, over Derek White, who's on my team the previous year. Over Darius Garland... Uh, basically over a lot of competent players. Marcus Smart, I, com- you know. I mean, I think the Kyle Lowry uh, grab in that fourth round. Oh, Clint Capella also has been a little... Uh, Less than he's been. Yeah, this was a guy that like was kind of like sneaky, like top 30 player that like nobody really thought of. And now he's like almost at a timeshare. It's yep. kind of gotten crazy in Atlanta for him. Yep. 
DeJounte Murray, someone who I could have kept but chose not to over Time Lord, who has been good, yeah, but, like... That was the right decision. I, I mean, you think Time Lord was, has been that good. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, DeJounte Murray's been very good, too, but, like, I, you can keep Time Lord for another season. Yeah, I can. But in the sixth round... And he'll still put up sixth round value. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, I think... Kyle Anderson, yeah, the seventh round. It's more roster construction for you. I, I think that would be the... Oh, I got... I've had a lot of untimely injuries, is what's really gone on. You dropped Josh Hart, who you took in the 15th round. Yep, that killed me, because he wanted... I mean, he was bad the first few weeks of the season and wound up picking up. Uh, Chris Duarte, eh, playing like a 15th, better than a 15th round that I picked him. You but got what you wanted. You dropped him, you got him back. Yeah. You, you got him for the right time. Yep. Jay Crowder, I took him the 13th round, wound up doing absolutely nothing. You've just, you've struggled to find good free agents, I think. That's kind of been your... Uh... Or they worked for like a week or two and then they, they fizzled and, and died. Um, like Franz Wagner was a nice pickup, but like... He's been kind of... He's been stale for a while now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he puts up points. I can't argue with... I guess he actually is kind of good for your roster. He's well-rounded. And, and, I mean, on the season, he's averaging 45th rank, like, which is pretty good for, for a guy off the waiver wire, but... You've been, uh, you've been riding, like, the Anthony Melton, who I dropped, like, a few months ago. You, Matisse Thibel, you've carried the entire season, which... Yeah, because my, my, whole, my whole roster construction was supposed to be the win steals and blocks every week, which started... The season... Started exactly how I predicted. I was going to win steals and blocks every week, do well enough in percentages, and grab something else. Uh, and then that, that faded quickly. Uh, look, it's injuries. That's what it really comes down to at the end of the day. If Bradley Beal was 75% of what he was the previous season, uh, if, if, you know, McCollum wasn't out. Yeah, the, you the, had Rubio, who you lost. I had some bad COVID weeks. Yeah, Rubio was a great pickup um, off, the, off free agency, and then he just died uh, with his injury. Um, and then uh, by that point, it's like the chair stopped shuffling and there's nothing available. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tough season. Uh, I'm going to try to make, make some moves here. I may have gone too late. Um, I think, so yeah, I mean, we can talk, we can talk about the trade market right now. I mean, I think. I don't know how many of the top teams are wanting to trade at this point. You've got I, some weird managers to work with. I think that's maybe the. The challenge. Uh, I don't know. I think you could still find something. Yeah, we'll see. But I, you know, I don't want to. Like I don't want to. Like I think Cor- like Corey. Should Corey should be. Corey. Corey should be making Corey's moves. He's got a good roster, so like it's hard for him to find. That's the thing. That's the thing. But also, like it's Corey who like sees fantasy basketball a little different than you might see fantasy basketball. So I, I feel like you guys could break bread and like another guy that he spooked from dealing with me last year. Uh, okay. Like I, I don't think. People don't want to trade with me unless I approach them with a with a trade. I guess you also did tell them to throw in a season, which worked out beautifully for you last year. So, yeah, that's probably a, that probably you probably owe a year off at least. Yeah, yeah, but we should. Yeah, I would say your team. I mean, yeah, you just too many of your studs like didn't deliver. Like you, you got some nice pieces in like a Bobby Portis. Like Ricky Rubio had his moments. I don't know. Like, Whiteside's not having his moment. Like, it took him a few months to get there. But, like, in the meantime, he was, like, okay. Fine. Well, he, he was serving his purpose for me. Yeah, like, um, Wagner. Like, you know, he was good for the first couple of months. Like, you just... It isn't all clicked. And it's tough. I don't know. I never had a... I've had a Towns, but... Like, a Nikola Jokic. Like, it's tough when you're wasting a, a prime season of number one fantasy player. It's really challenging. Which is why I really like a, a nice second keeper. But, like, no one's well, willing to... Yeah, deal, but... Yeah, I guess now it might be. Are you, are you ready to say that Beal's done for you? I think uh, I, I would like Beal to be done for me. I'm not sure that he's going to be done for me is the problem. Hmm. Um, well, next year, maybe he's happier. Like, KP doesn't need the ball. You know, like, 
Field could just hog the ball and do what he wants again next season. There's, still no, point. Yeah, there's no point guard who's going to really yeah. take the ball away from him. So like maybe he's right back to it next season, but we'll see. Uh, I have time to make a decision. You know, I could always keep Robert like keeping Robert Williams with the second pick wouldn't be the worst thing, and then I could keep like I'll say like front if I had more faith in Franz Wagner, I could keep him late or Duarte late, uh, and like see that's kind of the gamble you could take, right? Take take time ward number two, hope that Duarte becomes well. He's old also, but like if he like really steps up next year, maybe that's a value. I don't know. It, it's hard to see. I think you just keep Robert Williams. Yeah, well, I, I'll I'll spend all summer agonizing over it, and we'll go from there. Robert Williams. Oh yeah, Bobby Porter's another free agent pickup. So like another guy that's served me pretty well all season. Yeah, just keep Williams. Double double, two point two blocks, point nine steals, free throws are up to seventy one percent, which is like completely respectable for your center. Yep. Uh, that's definitely just just keep it simple. Yep. All right. So. I think we had a good touch on here. We should hit, I think, Corey and John before we move on, just because I think those are the other two. Let's hit John. John listens, John listens to the team. We talked enough about Corey. Let's talk about John. <laughs> we barely touched Corey's team. That's fine. Him. That's enough. I would like to see Corey make a big move. John John, John should make a move. <laughs> John's got... John's another team where it's like... He's happy to just like keep getting 5 fours to make the playoffs, and I guess he thinks... Uh, you know, once he's there, his strategy might carry the day, but, like... Here's know. the thing. At what point, they're going to shut Dame down. Dame's done. I mean, he's not going back, I don't think. Portland's, Portland's punching the season. There's no reason to bring Damian Lillard back. Right now, if you're Dame, we want you to rest, man. Yeah, I think in John's mind, like, Dame is coming back. Miles Turner, like, man, maybe they'll shut him down. He might come back, but, yeah, he could get shut down also. And once again, this roster has two guys that are averaging over .6 blocks, so... Kind of worthless to have Miles Turner here. Uh, so falls in the same trap every season. Yep. Uh, so it's this. This team's just poorly built. I mean, he's yeah. You're you're great at three pointers. Uh, you could score some points. You, you get, get steals. Your your steals aren't even that good. Who's good at steals on this team? Steph. Steph. Yeah. And Mike Conley, I guess. But like that was five years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, that was five years ago. <laughs> so like. I, I mean, maybe... Oh, DeMar's been pretty good the last week. <laughs> Steals. The last week, okay. 2-1-1, well, 2-2-2. One, one, two, two, two. Yeah, I mean, DeMar's had a great season. Uh, yeah. Hard to... DeMar's kind of like entering Chris Paul territory where like no one wants to draft him, but, but like you have to. This was a really good year for him. I mean, I don't know if he does this again. He's a good basketball player. I'd love to see the Bulls go on a run and like, DeMar wins the MVP. That'd be like, cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be, it'd be fun. I mean, it's... I guess right now they're saying uh, Embiid, I guess, is now the favorite, but... It's Embiid and Jokic. is kind of two-man yeah. race. It'd be nice if, like, I don't know. I guess Chris Paul and Booker are both too good, but... It'd be nice to get, like, a, a Chris Paul MVP run. He, I feel like he, like, at some point... What point to get, like, the, the Martin Scorsese body of work Oscar, you know? Like, at some point, like... Yeah, like, the movie he's going to win for is not as good as his other movies, but let's, let's give him the award. Because he's probably been the MVP or close to it a few times in his career. Yeah, no, I mean, it was great seeing him in the finals last year, and, like, if he has another, goes to the finals again, I mean, that's a pretty great career. That's, like, I don't know, top 25 career, probably. Yeah. For Chris Paul, so, it's pretty, pretty epic to see, like, after, like, what happened in Houston. Did you happen to watch the uh, Chris Paul and the J.J. Redick podcast? Uh, yes, I did listen to the Chris Paul J.J. Redick podcast. Okay. It was, I, I thought, very enlightening, and, like, 
he's so right. It's like so many guys just don't watch basketball that play professional basketball. And it's, it's like, at what point do we hold these guys accountable for not like knowing what people are going to do on the floor? It's kind of, it, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. Like, yes, you're a dick, but like, yeah, when you're arguing with the rest because they don't know the rules, like I, uh, I have no question that I would, I would love to be on Chris Paul's team. Oh yeah. Be a match in heaven for me. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, let's. All right, we're, we're done here. Fantasies, so yeah. we, we get it. John, John, Seen, John yeah, make, make a move, John. Yeah, yeah. I it's like Clay Thompson's back. John, I actually, great. I actually have the right balance that you need on your team, probably. So like, uh, send me. A, I'm not going point. to propose you a trade. That's a fair point. Propose me a deal. Let's figure something out. Uh, all Star Saturday is on for next weekend. Oh, it's on. Okay, I saw a few emails today. And yeah, I was it, like, it it flurried. So Garrett is coming up. He's staying with Levy, I believe. Levy's coming to All-Star. Weiser is coming. Uh, John is coming. So we have a good crew. Um, and Trevere's coming. Yeah. So it should be fun. Do we have, do we have proper numbers for... Uh, shooting stars? Yeah, three-way shooting That's stars. That's six, right? You, me. Weiser. Be- Weiser, Garrett. Garrett, Levy. Trevere. Trevere. And do we say John? John at seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Two of the girls will play. Yeah, right, I'll have to balance this out. Amy likes to play. All right, all right. She's got to make the drinkings, you know, proper proportions so that uh, teams get it done. Yeah. Well, why is we rigging the, uh, a girl with him for this? Uh, West? He told yeah. me that was kind of the intention of him coming up. So hopefully that's still the case. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. I'm excited to uh, see if she can handle us. We're, well, we're Saturday pretty tame these days, I feel like. So. I mean, it's All-Star Saturday. It is All-Star Saturday. I'm pretty pumped up. We're gonna let it go. That's what's gonna happen. I agree. But yeah, all right, good. I'm excited for a little get to the Super Bowl, which is like a no a no name event for this group, and then yeah, we get on to the big stuff. Who is it this year in the dunk contest? It's is Obi back? I think Obi's back, right? Obi's in. It's it's a bunch of rookies, isn't it? Uh, I saw one other name that made me excited. I can't remember. Jalen Green. Oh yeah, that's fire. That's a good one. Good for him. Cole and I don't know. Cole and get up. Ah, it's gonna be a joke. No. And Juan Toscano Anderson. Ugh. Uh, Obi's got to... It's Obi versus Obi, it's, Obi, it's Obi's time, yeah. And yeah, Jalen's going to do some nasty shit. It's going to be like, like... I feel like he's Gerald Green level athleticism. And I'm not just saying that because his last name is also Green, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that. Yeah, it should be good. I feel like I always get to... Uh, I'm always so fo- focused on shooting stars that, like, uh, by the time we get to the contest... It's really, tr- it's really true that, like... Shoot, I, and I'm glad. I, I really got to say, like, I'm a proud father about this whole thing. Like, when the whole thing ca- first came up, I was laughed at, laughed at quite a bit. Like now, like literally, we care more about shooting stars than the actual All Star Saturday. Can, can we bring back the? Uh, oh, I get nobody's fucking made that uh, the balcony shot, huh? Well, we, so the year before Joey was born was the first time we lived in this apartment, and we had All Star Saturday. That's when we told you all that. Amy was pregnant with Joey. Right, right, right. So it's only been played. We only did it once here. But you'll recall I said it was a safety hazard to actually make that part of the game, but I think a few of you degenerates tried doing a round where that was the shot, but no one made it. We did it for every, we did it for every round, I think. From up there? Yeah. No. We tried, and just nobody no. made it. We made it. We shot from back here, from behind the, this part of the island to the... I'm what? telling you. No. I'm telling you. Uh, You're wrong. Everyone wanted to shoot from up there. I said, it's not going to work. It's going to be too hard. There was like a later round, and later, you know how it goes, later in the evening when there's like the, everyone's kind of drunk and they're like, oh, let's do like, let's do like single guys round. And that's when people started doing that, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You want the shot, the last shot to be makeable so that 
Everyone's not getting capped by the time. That was a shot, but yeah. I mean, that was... That wasn't, that wasn't like the deep shot. That was like, hey, if you hit this shot, you get like a, like 30 seconds pulled off your time or something like that. Interesting. You know? It was like a little bonus thing. But anyway. That's, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm for that. If, if, if after that last shot in Cup Chug, everyone goes up there, t- shoots one shot from up there and gets a bonus. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what we're talking about. I'm always in favor of making this yeah, a, like a very game. malleable game, you know. I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm losing my uh, traditionalist ways where it's like, oh, we need like – it's, it's good to have consistency for, like, you know, the record books and, like... No, it's... No, because it's just more fun to, like, you know... You gotta keep adapting. Keep yeah. people entertained. I'm glad you're... I'm glad... I'm very happy for you that that's becoming part of your life. I think it's something that was much needed. <laughs> and, uh... Okay. It'll serve you well. Don't get me... Wow. But, uh, yeah. So, uh... I'm glad... I'm glad that you're doing that. And, um... Yeah, let's... Uh, we have one more topic here on the rundown. Bachelor party preparations. Are you nervous... About the bachelor party preparations, what what? It's a question mark here, so you know what is your question mark? Uh, I guess uh, in terms of, I mean, I, I like going into it with like, like no expectations, like no like I like not having the schedule in front of me. Like I like going in blind, so to speak, and just like letting things unwind how they will. Uh, you know, just being kind of like a live participant. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you have any, if you want to drop any tidbits, I don't know. Is there anything I should do to prepare? I don't know. Uh, I got a pack of suitcase. You got any uh, packing instructions for me? I say wear, you know, bring one nicer outfit. Um, you know, like a, like a button down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nothing crazy. Everything's jeans. Okay. Yeah, nothing crazy. Um, you know, I think we're gonna. Have, it's not spoiling anything that we're gonna have a nicer dinner. You know, um, every Too night, every night, we, every night we have like a a fun situation going on. Uh, but there's gonna be plenty of you know ample time for gambling and people doing their own thing when they want to, um, and we have activities planned and we have like I, I just we have a lot of drinking planned. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I think the planning's gone pretty smoothly between uh, Garrett, myself, and Trevier. and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think everyone is. Uh, we kind of checked back in with some of the maybes today, so An- Andrew's a 99 percent in. Uh, at this point, yeah, uh, he he just extended his price lock on his his uh, flight for another two weeks or whatever. But uh, I think fortunately, because his kids got COVID, uh, it, it's to his benefit to going on this this trip because now he's aware like giving them COVID uh, if he gets it out there, um, and he thinks he has COVID. He had COVID too, um, so uh, yeah. Uh, just Justin is likely out, but he's like, if things change at the last minute. Uh, I will come and, you know, if I can't do certain activities, that's fine. Um, your college friends are a no-show, it seems like right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's tough for them to hang, you know. It's, uh, Why is that? I, mean, I think, you know, just uh, it's, it, Vegas is a big dive, you know. We, we, we were simple Delaware boys back in the day. And uh, to make the jump to the gambling and bachelor party dynamics that, uh, you know, would ensue in Vegas, is, uh, you know, it, it, it's a big ask. We yeah, I, look, I, I just think, you know, approach this... Hit the ATM hard before you get on that flight. Uh, maybe bring some traveler's checks, you know? She had a debit card, yeah? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's going to be... Oh, yeah, you don't have a debit card. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Uh, it's just going to be It's gonna be a great time. I think we're all going to have a blast. Um, it's looking like it's going to be 10 people, which I think is the ideal number for something like this. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you're, you're a small guy uh, function usually, right? But I think 10 is fine. 10 is a good number. I know you want a lot of people. I think 10 is a perfect amount for like a... A trip like this, okay, because right. it, it doesn't prohibit you from doing stuff. Uh, 
That's good. You can break into like twos or threes, you know, with the, At the tables. The group can divide up, yeah, if need be. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the biggest thing is, yeah, just making sure I can survive, you know, and uh, can uh, handle the uh, the three days and, you know, getting home Sunday in one piece. That's the big challenge, right? I think so. Um, yeah. Especially if we're going to start drinking Sunday morning to watch the Rutgers game, you know, if you're not. There's no chance for drinking Sunday morning. No, no, no. no. <laughs> But I think Sunday morning, you know, we're silence. We probably should have done, like, one day less. Like, I, I talked to everyone about Vegas, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, two nights is the most, and we're doing three, and I'm like, oh, God, we're going to fucking die. Yeah, pretty early, too. It's, yeah, we're going to land at, well, like, 12-ish, I think, on Sunday. Yeah. No, we're landing at, like, 8 o'clock. Sorry, yeah, on Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to take it easy that first day, I think. That's kind of the plan. Take it easy. Okay. We're going to try where we can. Like, we know people are going to get on the plane and start yeah. trying to start gambling. It's like easy, is But, like, we should... We should pace the drinking that first day pretty well, I think. It's, it should be the goal. I'm, I'm fine with that, you know. I, I, I will try to come in with that mentality. It's kind of, you know, just once, well, yeah. once we turn the corner, though, you know, it's kind of just... This is why you have a troika and not just a single best man hour. There's three of us to kind of <laughs> keep you in check and, you know, we'll pass you around. And, you know, Steve Peichel doesn't just put one guy on the best big man on the other team. He rotates the guys, you know? He rotates against the best I, player. I didn't bother putting Rutgers in the rundown because I knew that we would just naturally come to Rutgers <laughs> at some point in the podcast. I knew nobody would want to listen to it. So so here, here we are at an hour and five. Uh, here's, here's the Rutgers moment. <laughs> I mean, that, that is a good comparison where it's, I mean, Rutgers is really just, it's an every man's team, you know? You, you never know exactly what they're going to give you, but they can give you everything and nothing. And, you know, over four days in Vegas, we're going to see every side of ourselves. <laughs> the good, the ugly, the beautiful drinks that will be consumed. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it'll be just like the Rutgers College basketball season. We're going to see perfect ball movement, and then at the same time, just a stagnant flow, Ira. It's going to be, it's going to be all, all encompassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm glad I, to be in the Vegas region. Well, let's... How are you feeling about Rutgers basketball at this point in the season now? You were pretty, like, negative early on, which well, is fair. I mean, everyone was negative early on. Well, you were like, I'm not going to the rack. Yeah, you, yeah. Fed us, you fed us all this shit preseason. I fed us. I didn't write the articles. I just shared the articles because I know you guys don't, like, follow the right people on Twitter. It's not my fault. I mean, this is This is wild. If I wasn't friends with you, I wouldn't have Oh, my God. Shit. You gave me high expectations. Wow. I was coming into it basically just like this team rebuilding year. Not NCAA quality, even with Gio and Ron Hopper coming back. And now, I mean, I don't know. It's, I was looking at the losses today to fucking Massachusetts. Lafayette. Like, what? Well, I mean, Massachusetts had, like, the game of its life offensively. Yes. And Lafayette was just, like Rucker said, like, the worst game of its life. Rucker's defense is really bad early in the season. Well, it was 53 51. Like, it, it was all on Rucker's, like, for not putting the points up. Like,. It, and, like, both, like, last-second shots, basically. Just, like, and now Rutgers is hitting me last-second shots. Like, I have no expectations for the Rutgers team. I think they're going to win. They're going to win some, knock off some Giants, and then fuck it up versus it's, the... This is, like, peak Gary Waters-era Rutgers basketball, right? Like, it's, it's fun to watch them sometimes. Sometimes you want to kill yourself. Um... I think Gary Waters basketball, we just lost always, but like you could see some things in the game. Yeah, right. Gary Waters is, is always next year. With this team, it's like, ugh, like this team should be better than it is, but like. 
for for so many years, Rutgers was basically just like we can't shoot, and if you can't shoot, it's like you're you're never going to be that competitive or that good to beat like a good team. And now this team's had like many games over fifty percent shooting, which yeah, is we, crazy. We can shoot now. Like free throws aren't even like a big faux pas, which like used to be like the Achilles heel heel the last two years. Um, no, like Rutgers is a legit college basketball team, and it, it's like a fun team that like is the epitome of college basketball, where like anyone can win any given game. But that being said, I'm a Rutgers fan to my core, and I know that we will not pull through. It'll be heartbreaking at, at some point, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be competitive the next seven games. It, it's watchable now, I think. Hope, yeah, it's watchable. I think this Saturday against Wisconsin will be a real indicator of, like, has this team actually learned anything, or the second they go on the road, are they going to have, like, a mental breakdown again? That's, Honestly, the fact that Cliff has become, like, a good center is, like, Shocking. I'm happy. I'm just, like, that's, that's... People, we all forgot, like, Peichel's a good player developer. Like, and it always ha- But people... Here's the problem. With college basketball, and I know because I talk to my Maryland friends all the time, people expect early season you play bad teams, you're just going to pound the shit out of them, and, like, you know, because they're the big bad team. It takes time to, like, especially if you bring in new guys to, like, to minutes, like, it takes until conference play for guys to get better. You would like people are like, oh yeah, you you like you want to blow out the bad teams so that the young guys can get minutes and learn against these bad teams. But the reality is like, they actually are learning more in practice than they are in these games, and it just takes them until that second half of their sophomore year, lots of times, to like really reach the level that they're going to be at for a lot of their college career. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw it with everybody on this team. With uh, Geo got there very early, but like Ron Harper, Caleb McConnell, um, Eugenio Marui. Like, all these guys that became very good players for Rutgers were bad for the first year and a half. And now, like, Dean Reber stepping up. Jalen Miller, not a good offensive player, but, like, saw, like good enough and, like, like will give you some good minutes defensively. I feel like he was better earlier in the year. Than... He didn't play early in the year. He didn't play the first, like, ten games of the season. Yeah, he's a bit much Mag, I think, like, this guy... Yeah, well, man. I mean, he's, yeah. I, I think he's always looked incredible, personally, but uh, well, he's doing it more minutes now. Um I, I think I think Mike doesn't trust enough in his bench when like I, early in the season. I think generally, well, last season he didn't do it at all. Yeah, but like it's 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 about a coach having confidence that his team can still you know deliver even when you give them big minutes. And, you know, it's okay if they're not looking good for five minutes on the court. The um, problem is it's not the NBA, right? We're like you know everyone's a paid professional and like they're going to be at a certain minimum level in college. Like there's a. There's, there's a gap there. NBA losing is accepted. College basketball losing is not accepted, which I guess is still kind of a beauty of college basketball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's only well, four years. Well, every, every loss is, can possibly kill you, basically, in college basketball. That's the difference, you know? True. You're not allowed so many. And, yeah, with so many teams competing, also, you have the NCAAs, yeah. It's a, 500, 500 record ain't getting you in the NCAA tournament like it is in the playoffs in the NBA, so. Yeah. All right. Should we wrap this up? I guess this is... I think... I don't think we need a pre-batch or party pod, but you tell me if you think we'll need one. I think we'll... Well, I don't think so. It's it's less than three weeks away. Um, you know, look, there's always potential for something going wrong in the next... Well, actually, I don't... I really don't think so due the to the Conley Accord. What, the COVID thing? Or what no, no, due, oh, due, oh, due, oh, due to tra- trade deadline stuff. I should, we should say the 17th is the trade deadline. Uh, so, announcement, February 17th. Next Thursday. Yes is the trade deadline. So I think, I believe it's 3 p.m. Pacific time. Will be what? The, it's, it go, or no, sorry, 12 p.m. Pacific. So 3, 3 a.m. Eastern. So it's like, not midnight? No, 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 it goes on Pacific okay. time. 
Interesting. So I believe it's going to be, yeah, it'll be like 3 a.m. Eastern, like Thursday into Friday. God, yes, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I work a lot of international hours, so <laughs> I'm used to uh, having Doing the math. The calendar. Fair enough. Um, well, we look forward to having some fun times over the next week. Um, you know, if it's buzzy, we'll do one. And cards will do each job. I think we'll, nothing crazy should happen. We'll definitely do a post-bachelor podcast. You know, we have to get your reactions and, you know, how you think it went. And... Yeah, if I'm still breathing. Yeah. Right. Are you concerned? I'm concerned. Should I not be concerned? You should probably be concerned. I mean, I, I think I should be concerned. But I think you just, like, man up. If you weren't going to Vegas, I think, like, I feel like I'd be like, all right, this is, like, basically just, like... Yeah, the free drinks are going to be the problem, aren't they? Nah, because the drink watches are slow. I don't In Vegas, think... though? These are pros, well, Ira. I'm not, I'm not familiar with this. This is, this is, we're going from college to the pros here. <laughs> This is a, a, a girl from a dream in Chester, New Jersey, you know, you know, goes to AC to start a career and then gets, gets recruited by Caesars Rewards. I was thinking about starting sports betting this week because if I download the Caesars app, I think we get rewards that will translate to the casino. So I, you know, like those like 1 p.m. snackies at the casino are, are, are worthwhile. 1 p.m. snack, 1 a.m. snackies? Or yeah, 1 a.m. snackies. Uh, okay, well... I would like to hit... I never go to a casino buffet, you know? That's something... Uh, All right, I'll keep that in mind. I'll talk about it with the guys. Yeah, yeah. I've got four days. I'm sure we could squeeze it. Probably for, for lunch, at least. Yeah, session, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it could be nice. I'm sure Corey will be there. We've, like... We've been, we, so, like, I'll say, we've given ourselves, like, sufficient downtime, like, in the morning so that we can, like, recover and, like, you know, like, no activity starting until at least, like, noon, you know? All right. I mean, you're going to have to keep us busy. I don't know. Like, people are going to... No, people are going to, like, pass out and, like, people are going to be up gambling until 2 in the morning probably so like you were going to want some sleep but 2 in the morning though it's like a typical night though no uh, if you do it 3 nights in a row uh, dude you're so fucking you're, you're talking uh, about how you're afraid you're going to survive and then you're like oh dude uh, too much downtime uh, like, I'm going to be why don't you just uh, trust your why don't you just trust your troika I, I have trust we are the troika of ter- we're not the troika of happiness we're the troika of terror Ira. we're going to okay. yeah, yeah. yeah self branding here mm. yeah well I mean well, I, I look forward to seeing how it goes but yeah I don't know it's uh, you know Pacing's always key, you know, yeah, so, you know, we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the debauchery to come, and I'm sure it's going to be a great time. I have no doubt about that, but I, I think there'll so. be some pain out there. There'll be some pain. Well, I, we hope to dull some pain out, uh, and, and for the rest of the season, too. Ira, it's been a blast. Good to do this in person again. It's always more fun. Uh, and thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.